0: Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevent growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan and welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast and thank you for joining us. I am excited today because again, we are talking everything about being a man fatherhood and I have a wonderful guest that is going to uh, blow your minds with the information and just his background alone is breathtaking. Uh, Matt Haviland has been working with fathers since 2008. He is married to his amazing wife, Christy, of six years and is the father of a wonderful teenage daughter. Christy and Matt are currently in the adoption process Wow. <laughs> Blessings to you. <laughs> and waiting to be placed with a birth family. He is passionate about uh, discipling men and understands just how valuable fathers are to their families and to our community. A native of Grand Rapids, Matt enjoys family time, reading, playing golf. Matt, we got to play golf. We we definitely got to. I'm horrible, but we need to play. And he loves pretty much anything um, that has to do with outside uh recreation, anything like that. So, um currently working at um the Alpha Male house is that right?
1: Alpha Grand Rapids, the men's center.
0: Wow. Yep. Butchered failed again. <laughs> man, I'm like ten for ten, like just messing
1: everybody bio
0: up. But okay. And um man, you from Florida too? Lived in Florida? I've lived
1: in Florida. So I've only lived in two states, Michigan and Florida. So I only live in peninsulas apparently. Hmm. Yep.
0: Well, well, you have you got some experience, but Matt, man, welcome to the show. Uh, you, you're a cool dude. Uh, a little background between me and Matt, I don't know what I was doing. A, I was speaking at a conference or something like that, and uh, you heard me. You came up to me, and we, me and you had a chat, um, and then we did something else probably like two, three years in a row, and um, yeah, just same faith same personality uh just two cool dudes that you know love family love working with men and we just have a connection and uh this topic today i had to have you on the show um not just because i know you but because you're qualified uh to speak to this topic but officially welcome to the show thanks wes yeah um we're gonna be you know man i we're going to be talking about fatherhood and specifically it's a lot of information about being a dad and, um, but your specialty we never talk about, never heard it. Me personally, I have never heard not one presentation, not a conference, anybody speak to your specialty. And that's why I have you here because we need a new, a renewed perspective on being a dad, um, being a man, what that looks like. And you in your specialty and everything that you do um you work with fathers in early childhood tell just off the just tell me a little bit about your background and how you even got there like how did this even become a thing
1: yeah okay so for the sake of time we'll give you the uh yeah, give me the version. short version <laughs> right so so the short of it is back in 2008, or excuse me, back in 2006, I became a single father myself, and um, in about 2008, I joined a small group for men, um, and kind of looking around in the group, and I was like, wow, all these guys are a little older than me, they're you know pretty well off, like they were established business-wise, financially, my life was kind of a train wreck at the time, um, but I was like, wow, I'm the only single dad here, and I was like, man, I was like, what can I contribute to this group, I'm the only single dad. Well, that actually sent me on a journey. Where actually later that year, founded an organization for single dads that I um, I ran for ten years, and out of that was birth a single parent conference that I hosted. I think our first one was in like 2012. Well, in 2013, I met an organization here um, in Kent County that was working in early childhood, and they said, "Hey, do you want to come on and you know kind of come on board and." start working with some of our um, parents, specifically with the dads. So it was very minimal. It was just you know a few hours a week, so it was kind of a side gig I was doing. Well, that opened my door into early childhood, and from that job um, opened the door into another early childhood program, which eventually uh, led to um, my experience here at Alpha Grand Rapids too. So yeah, just uh, it was really just a, a single parent event back in 2013 where I met one early childhood program. I was with them for about four and a half years, then another one for about three and a half years and here I am today.
0: Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I, I want to do something. So um, see, I, I have already jumped in and I missed my important question. So let, let's backtrack very quickly. And then I'm going to go right back into the er, early childhood. I asked all my guests the same question. It's a renewed, uh, a renewed question. It, what's something you want to see changed in the world? That's really how I'm supposed to kick off my show, but again, I'm excited because wow. I'm ready to like get into the topic, but what is something you want to see change?
1: One thing? Man, I mean, where do you start with something like that? <laughs> I guess to keep with the theme, and please uh, understand that if I say this, this is in no way diminishing any of the other important topics or um, uh, things out there, um, but I really want to see dads continue to uh, love their families Um, and to grow. Um, And we'll probably segue more into this. Um, But when dads are involved, invested, uh, we see homes change, we see communities change. And man, a lot of the things, the troubles and the struggles that we see today all tie back to how was dad invested. So yeah, I would say just to continue to advance fatherhood um, locally um, and nationally.
0: Wow. Well, let's jump right into it. That's a good answer. So I... I come from a past, Matt, where I sit talking to people, um, sitting in conferences and things, and people use a lot of terminology. And we assume as presenters, um, even as attendees, that everybody know what we're talking about. And we give this nice Webster definition of things. And sometimes we make the mistake and just assume that everybody thinks we know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So we we use terms, terminology the whole nine yards and we someone may be sitting in the audience and don't even know like what does that word mean and so it's very important for me to break everything down so with that being said talking about early childhood what is that what is early childhood
1: yeah traditionally early childhood really means Um, Everything we say zero to five years, but that actually begins in pregnancy So we're talking from the moment that a child is conceived in pregnancy up to roughly age five and for a father's involvement as well You know um, People might say well for the first nine months. He's really, you know I mean he can do minimal because the mom is the one carrying the baby, but that's not true There are so many ways that dads can be involved and supportive during pregnancy, too Um, I often say fatherhood begins at conception um, but when we're talking about early childhood, we're, we're really talking about the prenatal through, um, age five.
0: Okay. So if my wife was sitting here right now, uh, she will probably give you a baseball bat, um, some pillows and tell you to, uh, go ham on me. Right. Cause I get a F <laughs> in early childhood, you know? So from the moment of conception, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for me and I'm just being honest, uh, There was, like, I was happy my wife was pregnant and all that, but, like, ways to support outside of, oh, yeah, let me carry her bags and, you know, let me pick her up because she was on driving restrictions for one of her pregnancies. So, it was some more physical things that I had to do that, of course, I didn't want my wife to be doing. But outside of that, you know, assisting around the home, that was about it. Mm -hmm. But, again, I'll say I get an F because she touched my stomach, and I'm like, What? No, there was no joy for me out of that. That's just me. Some dads might get excited, but I'm like, this is weird. Um, it's like, talk to your stomach. Okay. Um, so why, like, why, why is it so important that we are involved or a better question is how does that look? So when you talk about involvement from, from the moment of uh, conception all the way until what age five, eight, Mm -hmm. or you're talking about, um, why? Why is this so important? What are some things that we should be doing, or just talk, talk, talk to that?
1: Part. Okay, so let's talk about the pregnancy first. So yes, you know, carrying some extra weight perhaps around the house, um, maybe uh, you know, like you said, carrying the bags and you know, practical everyday things that we can do. But let's talk about two big things: one, a father's attitude towards the pregnancy. Oh God! And <laughs> you about to get me in trouble. What, had, wait till what she it, hear this. I'm done. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thanks. You're the one that invited me for the record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Live and learn. (laughs) So anyways, uh, a father's attitude towards the pregnancy, but also his health habits too. And let me explain those. So if a father has a favorable attitude towards the pregnancy, mom obviously is going to feel a lot more, not only physically supported, but emotionally supported as well. She's also more likely to get prenatal care. um, And then when dads are, you know, really contributing to the pregnancy to the best that we can, but also just like I said, having a favorable attitude Uh, toward um, the pregnancy, Uh, his health habits, you know, um, if a father has healthy food habits, then mom is more likely to eat better during Mm -hmm. the pregnancy. Um, But if he's eating junk food or even more so, if a father is doing something like smoking or drinking during the pregnancy, mom is more likely to kind of follow suit and to do those things as well. So this isn't 100% across the board, but when dads are, emotionally invested in the pregnancy and supporting the mom and he's there they're have good health habits and the couple is you know eating healthy mom's not drinking she's not smoking perhaps getting some exercise more often than not we're going to see those babies go full term and we're also going to see higher birth weights as well wow
0: yeah so in other words we have um a huge influence or we carry a heavy weight um in regards to um, supporting early childhood.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's just in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that's just in the, the pregnancy portion. But then again, let's think of the mentality that dads have too. They're like, okay, well again, you know, what can we do in the first nine like, months? My wife was
0: sleep. Right. right.
1: <laughs> but then when the baby's born, you know, yeah, now we're talking about splitting time, you know, with, um, um you know taking care of the child uh getting dirty literally getting invested in the diaper changing um another thing too when dads are supportive of something like breastfeeding mom is more likely to breastfeed now obviously we as men cannot actually breastfeed
0: they got some fake boobs that we can. you, you
1: know. could if you want to go to the whatever the meet the parents you know the, the De Niro thing yeah let's just talk a little bit more normal i guess yeah but uh if uh mom is pumping, um then you can put the, the breast milk in the bottle so the baby's still getting the nutrition that it needs, but you're getting that bonding time as well. And as we just continue to get um, you know, into the, the ages and stages, dads are contributing not only to the bottle feeding, um, they're contributing to diaper changing, um, but then they're also doing a lot of um other everyday things that they can do and I'll talk about those a little bit more here.
0: Yeah. Why why is it so challenging um for us dads? Or why do we get the bad rap, right? Like for me, I didn't. Yeah, I I watched my dad my entire life uh, from the time that I can remember. Um, but you know, to me, my dad is Superman. Um, he, he he was there. He was present. He raised his boys and long, him and my mom and all that good stuff. But why do we? Why is it so hard? Um, for for fathers, right? We we don't get enough credit. Um, we don't get enough attention, right? I, I, I'm thinking of some of the things that I have heard women say, like, you're not the one carrying this baby. And, you know, I'm the one. Mm. And so when we talk about um, the importance of fathers in early childhood, I can understand, and just speaking from personal experiences, I can understand why the distance mm. as well. Yeah. You know, and so why is it so hard for us to make that connection to um. to our responsibilities or fulfilling our roles as a soon-to-be dad.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, if we go back, I mean, we only got to go back a few um, generations where we did look at very stereotypical gender roles. You know, mom was the one to rear the children, take care of the home. The dad was the one who provided. He went to work, did his time, came home. Maybe he played with the kids a little bit. But for the most time, you know, he was kind of maybe feed up, you know, reading the newspaper. And there was a very little emotional investment. So, you know, not only society, but as individuals, we we um, bought into that as well. And I think there was just that very defined gender roles that, you know, dads took and moms took too. But now we're finding out with the research how important dads really are as well. Um You know, but also there's just a lack of education on father's parts too. There isn't, like you said, this is not a, like a topic like, wow, how often are we talking about Mm -hmm. dads in, you know, early childhood? This is really within probably, you know, maybe the early 2000s, maybe more like the 2010s, you know, that we're really talking about this research. That's like recent. Yeah. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but that's the thing. We're starting to find all this out. Um, so dads don't know what they don't know. Right. And so now we have to be proactive in like in the line of work that you and I do working with fathers in the community, um, you know, to educate the dads as well. But then there's also that push on the flip side too. If we look at going to a doctor's office and OBGYN, you look at the parenting magazines, you look at all this material and educational, mm-hmm. who's it geared towards? It's not geared towards the dads. You know, you walk and So in, we set
0: up for failure.
1: In many ways, or, you know, failure or not educated. Basically, there's just so many ways that it just doesn't say, Dad's welcome here too, or if he is welcome, is he seen as an equal?
0: Hmm. Whoa. Ooh. Okay. Let me let me ask you. Wow, that, okay. That that was heavy. So, if Dad is not seen as an equal, then what would you say? Speak to the moms very quick. Um, well, you don't have to be quick, but speak to the mother. Um And what would you say to a mother to say, "Hey, got the dad right here. He's ready." Uh, What What can that mother be doing, or something that she should be thinking about?
1: Okay, two things before that. I wanna I always give some sort of disclaimer. Oh, go right. I want to say whenever we're talking about fathers and we're putting the emphasis on the importance of fathers, Mm -hmm. I never want to take away from the invaluable and irreplaceable role that a mother plays in her child's life. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that clear. And then also, I also understand that every family situation might be different too. Mm -hmm. Some of the parents are in the home, they're together, it's a great relationship. Um, Unfortunately, there are some moms that are doing this 100% by themselves. Yep, doing it uh, single. Um, Or there's a dad in the picture, but he's not contributing in a healthy way. So I do want to acknowledge that and I want to be sensitive to that. But for the sake of the question... um, be patient you know um again this is something that's new to like society in general you know this research is only coming out in the last you know 10 20 years and we have to overcome a lot of um, traditional mindsets as well you talk about renewing your minds well dads have to understand that this really matters as well so be patient with them and also dads don't always do it wrong we just do it differently, too. So let's take the example of baby. Say that again.
0: Say that again.
1: Dads don't do it wrong. We just do it differently. Yeah. Okay? And that's important to recognize that the way that we carry the baby, perhaps the way that we feed the baby or bathe the baby or whatever... And I'm not talking in a dangerous way, Mm -hmm. but you'll see a mom a lot of times carrying an infant, especially, you know, um, baby's facing in towards her shoulder. She's holding with two hands, baby's, you know, it's very close. Dad's carrying the kid like a a football sometimes, you know, (laughs) we just do it differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Bathing, mom might, you know, it might just be very um, routine, you know, and very um, just um, methodical the way that they do it dad and the baby more water may end up on the outside of the tub than it is on the inside <laughs> but the baby's clean and they had fun so so just remembering that and being patient too but also give him opportunities mm-hmm. um there's been too many stories where a dad can only do so much and then when it got hard i've heard stories of mom say, well i'll take it from here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's just you know that kind of thing and work together
0: wow so patience and opportunity yeah Wow. That's good. Let's take a break right here. Um, when we come back, I want to talk more practical steps. Well, this identity of early childhood as a dad, um, what are some practical things that we can be doing um, to make us better um, and to have a better impact on our families? Let's take a break. Today's podcast is sponsored by Renew Counseling Services, where our mission is to reveal, restore, and renew all people by using a holistic approach to help transform lives. If you know anyone in West Michigan seeking counseling services, send them over to our website for additional information, www.renewcounselingservices.com Again, www.renewcounselingservices.com Now back to our show. Okay, we are back. And I want to spend our last uh, minutes together talking about practical things. So really you know this is near and dear to my heart telling folks how to do something you know there it's not just one way but what are some practical steps um some things that dads can do um so jump into that so in other words give me some examples uh, how a father can contribute to the child's well-being in the first five years of their life.
1: Okay, I'm going to start out with probably one of the most important, and I might throw you under the bus on this one, oh, so please. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I'm man. already under
0: the bus, so No need Okay, <laughs> All right.
1: Just going to be there for a while. So, um, one of the greatest ways that a father can contribute to his uh, child's um, early... Let me back this up. A lot of people don't know this. The first five years of a person's life are sometimes... Actually, they are probably the most important um, in a person's life. And people say, well, why is that? Because from the age of zero to three, from the moment that baby is born until age three, 80% of your brain is developed by age three. By age five, 90% of your brain is developed. And then from six to, I think it's like 25, it's the last 10%. And I always joke and say, you know, teenagers kind of go backwards. (laughs) And there is some science actually to that too. But if 90% of uh, a person's brain develops by age five, then it's so important that we are investing in those kids um, through words, through play, through movement. Um, So yeah, even talking to a baby in the womb (laughs) is, uh, (laughs) is important because words are, I'm going to start with words, words are directly tied to future academic success. And there is plenty of studies that show that the more words a child hears in early childhood, m- the vast majority of the time, you're going to see better academic outcomes. Let me explain that. If in early childhood, so let's just say I used to work for, in the preschool. Uh, you know, so we're looking at really about ages three and four. If kids are set up and they're ready to enter kindergarten, they're what we call school ready, They're going to enter kindergarten ready to go well if they're entering kindergarten ready to grow they're going to hit what are called the third grade benchmarks for reading and math okay and Mm -hmm. there's like state benchmarks um that uh, the state of michigan and other states set and if they're hitting those benchmarks we're going to see higher academic or we're going to see higher graduation rates and so on Mm. now if words are directly tied to academic success however there's other studies that show that children hear up to three times more words from their moms Than they do from their dads so that tells me if there's any dads that are listening to this dads you need to speak up okay now your words Mm. are impactful even i mean i got a teenage daughter so her brain is not as formative right now and developing the way that it was when she was a baby but my words are obviously impactful in the way that i support her and encourage her and speak into her life but when we're talking about this why aren't dads talking to their kids as much as mom's one, they might just say, "Well, that's mom's job." Mm-hmm. Two, they don't recognize the importance. Three, um, a dad might be in the home, but maybe he's just working a lot of crazy hours, and he's just, you know, he has very minimal time to interact with the children. Or four, he might not be in the children's lives. So,
0: can I add a six
1: or or five or six? Yeah. Well,
0: no, no. Let me let me question number six. What the heck do we say, right? Yeah. So talk. Yeah. So, in my opinion, my wife told too much stomach What you want? Mm-hmm goo Gaga, I don't know. Yeah. Like, do am I speaking affirmation statements? Yeah. What, what do we say?
1: Well, so first of all, that is great. I mean, pregnancy and say, I love you. I can't wait to meet you. I'm so proud to be your father. You could do things like that because you are forming a bond, um, and children can hear in the womb, so they're going to recognize your voice when they're out. Um, but even after they're born, of course, an infant, a one or two year old, really isn't understanding or comp- um, comprehending a lot of the words but you can read stories i mean oh my gosh books 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 just mm. more and more books and yes you're going to get sick of that book you're going to get to the point that you're going to hide the book you know <laughs> i think it was uh, i think it was um on the the cartoon despicable me he said that book was accidentally maliciously destroyed you know <laughs> so but but reading books um i had a guy say one time you can put your kid in your lap and read the sports page to him you know just continue mm. to words you could talk about the day tell them how your, your your day went at work we had a great day this is what daddy got to do you know and so on
0: so words create words create a bonding <clears throat> moment which a bonding moment is <clears throat> what is needed because i i always teach this too that mothers or we read it moms are nurturers right we are the authoritative people, uh folks so the dad come in hey hey hey, hey, hey and mom oh Oh, come here, sweetie. You bumped your knee, right? But what what I'm hearing you say is that the more words we speak, the more nurturing we become.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dads. I mean, yeah, dads can be nurturing. Moms can be, of course, uh, disciplinarians. Um, so there is, you know, it. There are again. We still are stuck. A lot of it's just ingrained in us, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know, the way that uh, men and women were made. Um, but yeah, of course, dads can be nurturers, and then moms can be. Um, a lot of the other things that, you know, uh, stereotypically that you're looking at men. Um, but yeah, just by, I think there's, it comes to the point, anybody that is a parent or will be a parent at some point, and again, I want to say whether you're a biological parent, but then also in the case of me and my wife, um, an adoptive parent or people that are foster parenting too, mm-hmm. um, parenting makes you realize just how selfish you really are oh, God. and, uh, how uh, selfless we I really can w- be.
0: Okay. Okay. See, I said I was already under the bus. You don't have to continue to keep shoving me, you know, further. That was something really that was brought out, not by my wife, shockingly. Um, I'm pretty sure she thought it in a whole bunch of other things in her head. But the selfish aspect, like once I realized uh, I was in prayer one morning, actually, is how it got brought to my attention Mm. that what I was doing was very selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made up for it. I like to believe when my wife was pregnant again. And really those words, I remember, you know, speaking certain things to my youngest child in the womb. Mm-hmm. And now the dude at just like me. He responds really more so to me than anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when he was a baby, he was crying. He'd get out of control. And as soon as he hear my voice, he'd stop crying immediately. Right. Which, which is sweet. What are some other... um
1: Yeah, some other, just uh, real quick ones. Let's go back to the infant stage first. Uh, Infant Massage, it's just that. It's just very light with with your index fingers just giving really tiny little massages to Mm. your baby so it's a way to bond with your baby Um, it's increasing blood flow just a lot of good physiological benefits to the child Uh, so don't leave that up to mom skin-to-skin contact again just like it sounds Um, you know shirt off and just holding your baby close it helps to regulate the baby's breathing the body temperature and also there's studies that show that when fathers are doing things like skin-to-skin contact you were able to read your baby better um just because you get to pick up on their cues we talked about breastfeeding support um and i think a couple of the, the other ones are playing with your kids i mean dads love to play we are mm-hmm. adult children basically yeah. playing roughhousing is important it's called rough Breaking. and tumble yeah, yeah rough and tumble play um, a lot of benefits to that because and again these are things that moms can totally do but dads love to be down on the ground wrestling rough and tumble play it's a way for children to get natural aggression out Mm-hmm. you know in a healthy way wow. however if the baby or the child does something let's just say you know you're playing rough but then they slap you well they don't know that's right or wrong <laughs> right but you take them by the hand and you say hey we don't slap we can do this but we don't slap and you establish boundaries
0: so and allowing them to jump off the couch and do the macho man elbow on you and, why not yeah
1: yeah i wouldn't recommend it the other way around yeah like, no no no, you no. End up with a flat kid but it's <laughs> cps yeah. knocking on yeah. your door <laughs> and then uh the last way and again um i know this can be a um This could be easy for some, and this could be uh, really a sore spot for others, but by far one of the greatest ways that we can love our children is by how we love and support their mom. Mm. And even if you're not in the same home, even if you and mom are not on the same terms, honoring her, respecting her, a lot of times not slashing back, you Mm -hmm. know, that doesn't mean, of course, being a doormat, but... You know, loving our kids um, by loving their moms. But then it's the flip way, too, that for moms and dads, for moms to, you know, love back or at least support and re- respect mm-hmm. the father as well. Because kids do need, truly do need both parents involved.
0: Wow. I was, I was at a funeral uh, one time. What a transition, right? But no, it, 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 go, it goes right into what you were just saying. I was at a funeral one time supporting a friend. And the preacher got up and he said, kids need three things. And I remember uh, because my kids were like maybe four months old. Uh, the twins were four months old, and I was like, Ew! "Like kids need what?" I'm I'm all ears. He said, "Kids need time. Kids need discipline, mm-hmm. and kids need love." Yeah. And I added a fourth one. And I, as you could tell, I never forgot that moment. Time, discipline, love And I added a fourth one Kids need consistency, consistency. And I think yep. man definitely We have to learn how to be consistent Let's wrap this up I want you I want you to speak to fathers right now mm-hmm. um, Potential dads Somebody maybe who's thinking about fatherhood And you know They're not even dating Or even you know In that process right now um, Speak to them What would you say to uh, A person who's potentially have aspirations on becoming a dad or their their um, partner is currently pregnant and all of that stuff so mm-hmm.
1: yeah i'm going to wrap it up with three words and I'll, I'll elaborate on all three briefly here um so a few years ago we had a fatherhood event here in Kent county and it was called today's father loving learning and leading hmm. okay so we love our kids of course love with uh, words of affirmation we love with physical touch We love, um, even through the way that we discipline um, and love their moms and respect their moms, learning. Now, learning can apply to somebody that's a dad or eventually will be a dad. So if you're not a father yet, boy, start reading some books on fatherhood (laughs) or get tied into um, uh, just kind of follow on social media uh, some of the big um, fatherhood organizations. There's plenty of them uh, locally and nationally. Um, But learning, continually learning. And then for those of us that are dads, understanding that, of course, kids don't say, or they don't stay the same age and um, in that same developmental stage. So just when you get the early childhood piece down, now they're in school. Boy, then you get that early or that uh, elementary piece down. Oh boy, now they're adolescents and teenagers, you know? And so kids are, so if kids are constantly growing and changing, then we need to continue to grow and change. Mm. And then last one is leading. Okay. Being a solid leader in your home being a leader in the kid's school, coming from somebody that's worked in education for seven or eight years, I'll tell you schools love having dads involved. Um, you know, so whether it's virtually or in person, find ways to get involved and lead in your child's school, and then also leading in the community. And I'll close with this: um, we've heard the word advocate. Well, if you want to be a advocate for dads, now I can't claim this term; I did not coin this, but be a dad and be an ad. so that's you're out there, mm-hmm. you're recruiting other dads on how to be. Uh, good dad so be a dad get for other guys
0: wow that's good stuff man i'm so still in all of that as i when something jumps out i i just take it like i own it but i'll i'll make sure i you know reference your name but matt that was that was that was deep and is much needed and so to the dads out there to those who are inspiring to become a dad your presence is needed your voice is needed and even your time you know, is needed. So Matt, man, thank you for coming to kick it with me in the studio um, and really dropping all these jewels um, about the importance of fathers in early childhood. How can people find you? Um, Are you on any social media platforms, all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Easiest way is just to get a hold of me through Alpha Grand Rapids. So if you go to alphagrandrapids.org, you can find our Facebook page, our office number, all of the above there. So just go to, again, alphagrandrapids.org and find me through that.
0: Sounds good, man. I appreciate it again. And to us listeners, if you need to reach Matt, all his information will be in the show notes. So again, thank you for listening and please share um, and rate the podcast and all that good stuff. Until next time, um, have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening to the Everything Renewed podcast. I hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to. Do me a favor, like, share and subscribe to the show. Remember, start with the mind. And everything can be renewed. Until next time, stay fresh, stay cool, and stay renewed.